Welcome to New in Nashville. This is your host, Elam Freeman. I'm a commercial real estate broker and yoga instructor based in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am a Nashville native who has spent time living in Los Angeles and Washington, D.C. I have also traveled to all 50 states and visited nearly every U.S. metropolitan city bigger than Nashville. I am crazy about Nashville's growth and want natives, newcomers, and tourists to have the knowledge they need to keep up with our city's pace. This episode of New in Nashville is sponsored by Nashville Fit Magazine, Nashville's first and only magazine focused on keeping our residents fit, healthy, and active. As a go-to source for all things health and wellness in Music City, Nashville Fit Magazine is a lifestyle publication running stories on gyms, personal trainers, nutritionists, dietitians, and more. I personally love the way they have created events to bring Nashville's fitness community together in a way that didn't priorly exist. Connect with them online at NashvilleFitMagazine.com or on Instagram at NashvilleFit. With a lifelong passion for helping others to uncover and reach for their best selves, it's no surprise that Kimberly Novacell has come to work in developing people and their businesses. A natural image creator, writer, and strategist, her fascination with the way both aesthetics and carefully chosen words can communicate so greatly led her to study and then work in entertainment marketing. After more than a decade in PR, promotions, and artist image development for some of the biggest musicians in the country, Kimberly took a bit of a left turn and opened Verticity Indoor Cycling Studio, which was recently named number one best cycling studio by Nashville Fit Magazine. And Kimberly was named among the best ambassadors to Nashville's fitness and wellness scene. She also co-owns Alternate Roots Adventure Travel Planning Company, provides brand and personal development services via Be Elsewhere, and serves on the board of Everly and Friends of Nashville Ballet. When not in the office, you'll find her running, hiking, camping, or doing anything outdoors. Hi, Kimberly. How are you doing today? Great. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for coming in today and um, agreeing to be part of the New and Nashville podcast. I'm really excited to have you on the show and um, hear about all that and share with our listeners all the contributions that you've made to Nashville. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, awesome. Great. Well, we'll dive right in um, with our questions and um, just start learning a little bit more about you. So, um, I wanted to know where you're from originally and what initially brought you to Nashville. Yeah, I'm from a very small town in Pennsylvania, um, a little lake town with an amusement park. And the year-round population was like 500 people. I lived on 100 acres um, and fell in love. And that atmosphere makes sense with country music. Uh So I came to Nashville to go to Belmont in 2000. So I've been here almost 18 years now. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, cool. And you... Moved away for a little while, I understand, and then yes. you moved back. So where did you move to and what brought you back? Yeah, I moved to New York for about two years, um, and then from there went to Portland, Oregon. So I made a nice little triangle around the country, and I came back to start an artist management company and kind of came back to music business after taking that couple-year hiatus. Okay, cool. So in those cities, were you working in the music industry there? or um, what? Because I know there's like similarities with Nashville. I mean, 
with New York, the entertainment industry is big there as well as in Nashville and then Portland, I think just in terms of like some of the things that the sizes of the cities and yeah. kind of the second tier cities of Nashville and Portland have those similarities, but what were you doing there and what similarities have you seen between New York and Nashville and Portland and Nashville? Yeah, um, I was working in, so before I left, I was doing artist development here in Nashville. And when I went to New York, I sort of took that and twisted it and was working with people who were not artists but have a personal brand. So I worked with a fashion designer and a fitness trainer who worked with a lot of celebrities, um, a lot of real estate agents, people who have that same kind of process of getting their message out into the world as an artist does. So I was working with them on their brand development and their marketing. Um, Yeah, so it was a good break from the industry while still doing like work that I had had so much experience in. I would say New York is a wonderful city for being alone in a sea of people. So it was a really cool experience of like that high energy, but also being a little bit anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like between people compare like Nashville and New York or Nashville and LA a lot. And I went to um, LA for a semester of college and there everybody has their like, don't you know who I am? It's about me. What can you do for me attitude? Uh-huh. And in New York, it's really like, okay, well I'm doing this and you're doing that and that's cool. And Nashville is um, the, like, how can I help you? How can I be a part of what you're doing? So the three different cities to me have very distinct characteristics in that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, Because I think, obviously, they're very different sizes, geographically very different, weather is very different of all three cities. Um, So I've kind of always wondered that. So it's neat to kind of hear um, your perspective on that really just dice down to how people interact in the different cities overall. Yeah, very much. So you're um, doing, as we talked about in your bio, you have a kind of lifestyle and branding type business. Um, And from my perspective, it seems like you really practice what you preach. And I don't know that that's always done in the business. (laughs) I think that it's really easy to kind of um, hide behind an image. And um, just this morning, um, Kimberly was telling me that she ran a 10K in, at Cummins Falls, and um, which is about two hours away from Nashville. And so it's just been very apparent to me that Kimberly practices what she preaches. So I Thank just wanted you. to hear like <laughs> what um, kind of drives you and how you do this and kind of stay true to your mission. Yeah, um, it's hard sometimes. There are some like weeks or even months where it's much easier for me than others to be making the time for the fitness or to be eating right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to be really real. So you'll see occasionally like on my Instagram, I'll post like real talk mm-hmm. and just like lay it out there, whatever it is that I'm struggling with. Even this morning, I posted a picture of me crossing the finish line from the 10K. And one of my girlfriends responded, it was on stories. So the uh-huh. responses are like private. And she said, you look really strong here. And I wrote back to her and I said, I actually am feeling more out of shape than usual, but this morning was a great kind of kickstart for me to like get back to it. Uh Um, So I just couldn't let that slide that, you know, I appreciate her compliment, but I wanted to be really real with her and say, thanks so much for saying that. And here's where I am. And if you're feeling that way right now too, like you've got a buddy. Right. Right. No, I think that's huge. Um, And we're in such an image conscious world Mm -hmm. and I think just authenticity, especially on social media platforms, is really important. So kudos. Thank you. (laughs) Um, How do you juggle running several different companies and brands at one time 
And do you have any tips for the entrepreneurial type in terms of managing and allocating their time? Yeah. Um, as far as several different businesses goes, I heard the word recently unborable. And I thought that that was really great. Like that's how I remain unborable is if I need to switch gears, if I've been working on Vorticity stuff for like nine hours and still have a couple hours left in the day and I want to get creative, I'll work on the new website for Be Elsewhere. Um, so it helps me to stay productive and switch up what I'm doing um, and kind of use the different parts of my brain or the different types of work I like to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. I just um, recently was talking to someone who also is running several different businesses and they described it as a diversification of stress. And <laughs> I, I really like that because you kind of have like different people in each different circle that you're listening to and answering to, and you can kind of shift that focus. And you're mm-hmm. like, I think that's uh, a lot of people do want to be productive, but they may just need to like diversify what they're doing. So, yes, yeah, that's think, so smart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, so, I also want to ask about your travels because I know um, in the past when we've been talking, you've been telling me about all the places you were traveling and um, I wanted to see how you stay true to your wellness and health standards and maintain your routine when you're on the road because I know that's like a huge challenge and something that people um, in the fitness and wellness industries are trying to make easier and it's definitely there's services out there specifically for that but what are your tactics yeah um it helps that a lot of my travels are actually like more fitness related than being at home is so Uh even with owning verticity there are a lot of days where i have so much to do in the office or i'm running the studio and checking riders in and all that that i can't be on the bike Uh so a lot of times it's when i'm getting out of town that it's like cool i'm going to run a half marathon or i'm going to visit this city that has some great cycling studios and i actually get to be like more fit Uh Um, some of my favorite services are there's some of the different nutrition things like um, Everly drink mix. Um, Apre is a new like protein drink that's prepackaged in these little cardboard single serves. Um, so things like that that you can order online that are delivered to your home or wherever you are. Uh, and then those things can supplement the nights out that you're having because you're traveling and of course want to enjoy the food and wine scene. Too. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I love that. Yeah. I've recently discovered the publication Fit um, and they have local writers in each city that kind of cover their health and wellness um, scene in that city. So whether it's the fitness studios or um, the like gluten-free restaurants or just whatever you're looking for, they kind of have these categorical type, almost like BuzzFeed type articles. Yeah. Um, and that's been really helpful for me as I've been traveling. That's so, great. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. I no, wonder definitely. who's working for them in Nashville. Yeah. So that's actually how I heard about it. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend that used to work at Vigor with me, her name's Kate Wilk, and she's actually um, starting her own meditation business here in Nashville, but she is one of the writers for them here. So yeah, they, um, have some really great content out there all over the country. Very cool. Um, and I also wanted to ask, so, and we kind of touched on this earlier when you were discussing your, um, like Instagram and how you communicate with people through that and keep stay authentic and stay authentic through that. Um, but how do you handle the whole branding social media without getting overwhelmed? Um, because I know it's definitely like a time management thing and are there places that you've decided to outsource versus do it yourself? Yeah, it can be a lot. Um, still I'm running the social media for all the different businesses. Um, except for alternate routes, my sort of adventure travel planning business. Um, one of my partners there does the social media the majority of the time. Uh Um, at Verticity, 
We have the goal of posting once a day on both the stories and the news feed, and that does not always happen. Um, I have enlisted some of the teammates who are in the studio on days that I'm not to get them to post just so that it's not seven days a week me. Right. But I really don't. Um, one of the like time management suggestions a lot of people have is the pre-scheduling stuff. Uh-huh. And I agree that that may save time, but... I really like to be feeling like what's in the moment. You know, it might be a day that's like raining outside and we get a great shot of the raindrops on the studio window or um, the way that our riders are feeling that day. It's like a Monday morning and everybody's sluggish and we get to post something inspirational. So instead of guessing what people are going to be feeling or what they want to hear, what they're going to respond to, I like to stick with like what message is really what we're feeling that day and put out put that message out there right yeah Yeah, I completely agree I've tried to use things like buffer before and it just it it doesn't feel quite as authentic right um and it kind of takes the creativity out of it a little bit um so I'm right there with you I agree yeah (laughs) um and in terms of adversity, are you guys posting on all social media channels? Do you access everything or are you you know, committed exclusively to Instagram? How do you kind of balance that? We do access everything. Um, so we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh-huh. A lot of the time we post Instagram and let it filter out to those other platforms. So I spend a lot less time on the others. Okay. That seems to be where our riders are and that's where they're interacting with us the most. So that's where we put our attention. Yes. No, that totally makes sense. I, yeah. I agree. I think the different platforms are being used for different things and yes um instagram really seems to have the widest reach especially in the health and wellness yeah i'm, a lo- I'm loving the stories and like the different creativity that you can do with the stories yeah we do a roll call on there have okay. you seen those no we'll say like just sort of a couple of days a week and they're always random so it might be like tuesday roll call and i'll list the different classes on a different slide and say like you know addy 7 a.m and Kenzie, 5 p.m., two bikes left, and it, like, flashes each That's one. Awesome. It's fun. I love that. Yeah, it's so great, all the different aspects they're putting into that now. Yes. So, cool. Um, so, your days seem to be wildly different depending on what's going on, but is there your most typical day? What would kind of a day in your life look like? Um, most typical? Um it would be, I'm, I find that I'm most productive first thing in the morning. So I really like to have those first few hours at my laptop to be um, responding to emails or doing other tasks. Um, and then I would move into a couple of meetings, maybe in the late morning or early afternoon, and then being at the studio to run the evening rides. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. I love Thanks. That. Um, so what does work-life balance look like for you? Um, is it, do you find that it's more work-life balance or work-life integration is a recent term that I've um, kind of personally adopted? And what are your tactics for preventing burnout um, when you're pursuing things that you're wildly passionate about? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I worked with an author here in Nashville, Rory Vaden. He's a New York, New York Times bestseller. I worked with him years ago on his marketing, and I remember him talking about how balance is impossible because that that describes like equal things, right? Mm -hmm. And that's just not ever gonna happen. So I like that integration word. I think that's more accurate. Um, I I find that my work trickles into my life or vice versa in almost every way possible. Um, My boyfriend is a local business owner as well. So our relationship really started um, by sharing our work struggles and challenges and supporting each other through that. A lot of my business partners are people who were friends first. Um, so the two go hand in hand a lot for me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, and where did the name Verticity come from? 
Um, and what are some of the spin studios and other cities that inspired Vorticity? Awesome. Um, Vorticity, I am so proud of the name and I'm terrible at naming things normally. So this was like a crown jewel for me. Yeah. Uh, we had started talking about words that have that sort of symbolism of the wheel turning. And that has that metaphor too of like our lives evolving because our whole purpose is to help people to grow stronger and to know what they're capable of. Um, and that's outside of fitness too. That's like really just in their lives and living their best life and build, building community together. So we love that image of like the wheel turning moving forward. But a lot of the words like rotation and revolution are really overused in the industry already. So I was just Googling words that have similar meaning and found this word verticity. And it is, it is a real word. We did not make it up. Um, it's not a dictionary word, though. It's a scientific term, and it means the power of turning. And we loved the way it sounded, and we loved the meaning, and we also loved that it's not very widely known, so we could kind of claim it as our own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say we were inspired by um, strongly by Burn Cycle in Portland, um, and they're now in Seattle as well. That's the first studio I went to that was doing cycling the way that I loved, but was owned locally by one, well, or one person or a local team, because yeah. we're a team here, but... Uh, I loved that she was able to bring more of the community element into the studio than I had seen at some of the bigger companies where they see more riders come through and switch locations and all of that. Right. So she's doing really well. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. I'll have to try that out next time I'm yes, in Yeah, for sure. She's yeah. in, it's in the Pearl District and then also in Lake Oswego. So if you get okay. outside the city, there's one there too. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I love Portland. Um, okay. So three of your nine instructors at... Verticity have started their own companies, which is super cool. And um, I know several of those instructors, but can you tell us a little bit more about the companies they started and kind of um, the part that you've played and just helping inspire them and what that relationship has looked like? Yeah. Um, as a serial entrepreneur, they have come to me for advice on, their, on starting these businesses, uh -huh. and I feel so honored by that. Uh, Part of what we believe at Verticity as bosses, Lindsay and I, is um, where we really have a value on self-development. Mm -hmm. So we try to offer that to our team, regardless of what their dream is, even if it's not to be a business owner. Um, to us, that's just part of what we want to preach to the riders. It's part of how we live our lives. So we really want the team to always feel supported in discovering who they are and what they want and creating whatever that is. So we have two girls who together started a bar class uh -huh. called Bar A to the Beat. Um, and then one girl who started a company that does these custom created boxes um, that are almost like soulful. So mm -hmm. she writes a little piece to you about something that you might be struggling with or somewhere you need encouragement. There's a crystal, there's a couple other like, just beautiful things that she puts in there. And that just launched about maybe a month ago. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yes. Cool, great. Well, I'm sure there will be many more to come. So, I hope so. <laughs> it's exciting. Um, so, what is it like being in business with a partner versus on your own? Because it seems like you've kind of had both experiences. Yeah. Do you prefer one or the other? And what are the pros and cons of each? Yeah, I don't know that I prefer one or the other. Uh -huh. um, I'm in a place right now with several businesses where I really couldn't do anything on my own. Uh -huh. So, um, I'm preferring, I guess, the partnership structure right now. Right. Um, the challenge would be with a partner, you have their support in like getting more done. Mm -hmm. With Lindsay and I at Verticity, we're able to split the tasks and we do stuff really, there's a really clear line between like who's good at what. So I oversee the front desk staff and a lot of the studio operations day to day, um, including our marketing PR, et cetera. And then she does more of our like operational stuff like the bookkeeping and then she oversees the instructors 
and she also teaches classes. So there's these great little like clear wheelhouses on who does what. Uh-huh. Um, the challenge would be that you don't get to make all the decisions by yourself all the time. Right. <laughs> so sometimes it'll be like something we don't quite see eye to eye on and she'll win some and I'll win some and um, that's okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it makes it better in the end. Right, yeah. right. Might be harder during the time, but it's good to have those balanced perspectives. Yes. <laughs> Um, so in a recent interview with Dome, you said it is so much harder than I ever would have imagined. And I'm really glad I didn't know that at the time, um, those things might've caused me to hesitate, but I definitely wouldn't do it any differently. What is the hardest thing about entrepreneurship and what is the most rewarding thing to you? Oh man. Um, the most rewarding is creating something that is so much bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Like Verticity might've started with this name that I picked and this idea I had for what I wanted a cycling studio to stand for. Uh, but to actually see the riders come in and love it and make it their own. We even have um, the hashtag ride bikes make friends has become really popular in our community and yeah. they started that, our riders started that. Um, and one of my goals had been that it would be a tight community of people. So to see that happen somewhat independently of me is is like a miracle to me. Yeah. Um, so that is absolutely the most rewarding thing. The most challenging, I think I probably can't pick just one. Um, it is always the things that you don't expect to be challenging that are. Um, you'd expect maybe like you have a slow week or a slow month and so funds are less and that's a challenge uh, or marketing to the right group of people and figuring that out. And just it's like the most random stuff that comes up that you've got to fight through and find solutions for and you cannot prepare for it. Right. <laughs> um, that kind of leads me into the next question I had, um, which I also pulled a quote from that interview that you had said that you heard your cousin um, say that it's, uh, or you heard your cousin post about uh, planning a wedding and you've applied it to entrepreneurship. Um, It's like looking both ways before you cross the road and getting it, getting hit by an airplane. Yeah. So (laughs) I read that and I was like, oh my gosh, that's entrepreneurship. You think you're looking ahead and you think that you're prepared and then you get hit by an airplane. That's exactly right. (laughs) I love that. Um, But so like, how do you manage those ups and downs and keep from getting overwhelmed and um, kind of when life gives you lemons, how have you seen, like, it seems like you've done a great job of making lemonade out of it. And yeah. I think, you know, there's two different approaches you can take to that. People can either get really discouraged and not, and just cause them to let those situations hold them back, or they can just take it and run with it and let it motivate them. So you definitely seem like someone who has uh, let those any type of setbacks you've experienced motivate you. So what kind of would you advice would you give to other people to um, keep that motivation and have that positive outlook? Oh yeah. Um, It is really hard sometimes. I think two things would be to have support. So I'm continually seeking more and more of a support system of other entrepreneurs uh, because just to be able to look at somebody, even if it's like over a glass of rosé and be like, this happened today and it sucked and have them be like, I get it and really understand that just like makes your heart feel so much better. Um, and then asking for help. So Lindsay and I have a woman who we call our culture coach, but she's almost like borderline therapist for us. Uh 
So her, her purpose is to help us create the culture within our team, especially, um, and also business success. So business coach, culture coach. Uh, but a lot of times we come to her and say like, Hey, we're struggling with this right now. And it's some of the more like personal stuff, or it's some of feeling frustrated or feeling discouraged by something. Um, and we're able to ask her for support with those things. And she can give us like advice on, um, either finding our way out of that particular situation or just finding our way out of the feeling of discouragement for uh, that thing. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. Who are some of the other women entrepreneurs in Nashville that you've um, kind of connected with yeah. and that have really inspired you? Oh my gosh. Um, I love seeing more and more and more of them. So even since we've opened, I'm finding more women who are doing amazing business things. Um, in the earlier days, I think the two women who own Poppy and Monroe, the mm-hmm. Manny Petty Beauty Place over in Germantown, they have been so supportive and always willing to kind of look at us and go like, we get it, we get you, you're good. Yeah. Um, Laura Lemon at Lemon Lane, uh-huh. um, she we met for coffee when she was first starting to talk about opening the store. Um, and just to see like the success she's had and what she's doing in the wellness world has been amazing. There are several other studio owners too. Um, Kate at Get Fit 615, Megan Connor, who's a run coach. Um, some of those girls have been really awesome to us. And that's extra special because you could see a different fitness studio as competition. And we do not have that in Nashville, or at least a lot of us don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a beautiful thing I've seen about Nashville, especially in the fitness community. It's mm-hmm. just like everyone's propelling each other, which is really exciting. And they're just looking at how can we grow this pie and how can we get more people involved in fitness rather than here's a set fixed amount of people that we all have to, you know, yes. pull into our studios. And it's, yeah, it's a really beautiful. Thing. Yeah. We actually wrote into our mantra at Verticity, we believe there's enough room at the top. And that is exactly that sentiment is like, there's room for all of us. We're all going to find our own audience and we can do this together. Yeah. yeah. I love that. It's really cool. Um, so you are starting a podcast of your own yes. and I'm so excited because the more podcasts, the better. I love always <laughs> listening, especially ones that are, you know, recorded locally and put out by local people. I'm just so passionate about the growing, um, existence of podcasts in Nashville. So anyways, can you tell us a little bit more about what your podcast is going to be about and just as much as you want to share, I'd love to hear it. Yes. Awesome. Um, it's called be elsewhere and, uh, we describe elsewhere as the place where business development meets self-development. So we'll talk to a lot of female entrepreneurs or even just like women badasses. Am I allowed to say that? Oh, Uh, (laughs) um, and we'll hear their story. And, um, I'm saying that I, I want to get to the grit and not just the gloss. So Uh I want to hear about like what their challenges are and what was hard for them and how they came through it. Kind of like we've talked about a bit today. Um, And to be able to speak to women who, whether they want to be business owners or whether they just need some inspiration for the day or the week or to make a life change, they'll get something out of it. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to listen. And when does that launch? Uh, Later this spring. Okay. Awesome. Great. Cool. And in terms of other future ventures, do you have anything on your radar right now or um, anything else that we should know about? Oh, goodness, always. Uh, <laughs> so just in the last year, I launched um, Alternate Routes. The website's We Are Alternate Routes, and that's kind of our like little tagline um, with a couple of girls. So we're doing adventure travel planning, mostly backpacking trips. Um, I really want to host a sort of uh, retreat type event with them. So it would tie my self-development stuff in with their outdoor adventure stuff. Um, so I have that in mind where I would actually be the host of that specific trip. 
And then hopefully that I'll do something with wine someday because I love wine. So potentially a cool spot in Nashville to go taste some wines, um, something that we don't have here already. And um, maybe a spot to go camping, like actual land for that eventually. That's great. I love that. Some of the dreams. Yes. (laughs) Well, all good things coming together. So, Um, And then I just also like to ask on every podcast about um, that is based with someone in Nashville about your personal recommended outings, um, what your ideal dinner spot is in Nashville. Yes. Oh my gosh. We have so much good food here. I remember even just like six years ago or so where there were like maybe three restaurants with cool atmosphere. Like, and now there's so many that you can't even keep up. Um, I've always loved city house. That's Uh one of my favorites. The belly ham pizza there is like one of my top meals in Nashville. Um, I'm a little bit biased, but I always love Hemingway's. Yes. Uh, my boyfriend's one of the owners, but they're, um, the food and the cocktails are all so good. The Korean fried chicken is my top choice there. I love that. Um, yeah. That neighborhood is just booming. It I is. Mean, it's so exciting, and it's really cool that yeah. they were one of the restaurants on the ground floor there. Yes, it's going to be really cool to see what else pops up over there. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Um, and what do you think is the most underrated or under the radar Nashville thing people should know about? This can be a place, person, product, whatever. Mm. Oh man, there's so much to discover here. Um, I definitely not underrated, but just the general neighborhood of East Nashville. I feel like there are still so many Nashvilleans who say like, oh, I don't get over there much or I don't, I haven't really been over there ever. Um, and it's just this great little area with its own culture, and I feel like everybody needs to spend some time hanging out in East Nashville. Yes, I completely agree. There's so much to do over here. I so feel like much. if I lived over here, I would probably never want to leave because there's such great food and fitness, and um, it really does feel like a different place, but it still has that like communal aspect of Nashville yes. that makes it special. Yeah, me too. Um, and then in terms of, I know we talked a little bit about New York and Portland and kind of comparing them to Nashville earlier, but I guess more specifically, what do you, how would you compare the market just in terms of like the availability of fitness and, um, in the food and beverage scene there versus compared to Ooh, Nashville? Yeah. Nashville's, like I said, come so far in the food and beverage world. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really amazing food in Portland and I think we're getting close to on par with where they are. Um, one of my favorite restaurants there is called Noble Rot. It's okay. on the sixth floor, like the top floor of this building that overlooks the downtown area from the other side of the river. Cool. And they grow the majority of their food on the roof of the building. Wow. There's this huge garden up there, and it's just epic. And they even grow mushrooms. Um, and at some point, they had bees there, but I think the bees may have died, sadly. Uh-huh. Uh, but I feel like that's like the next step for Nashville, maybe, is bringing that extra like local, organic, we grow it ourselves element Um New York, I don't know that we'll ever touch in the food and beverage scene, right. but our creativity has gotten to like much closer to where they are. Definitely. Um, for fitness, Nashville still has a little bit of a ways to go. Uh, I've seen a lot of progress. One of our goals with Verticity was to start to show Nashville that fitness was more than just for the athletes um, or the people who needed the hot body because they were in entertainment. Or I feel like that was really where Nashville was when we first started talking about the business. And then since then, and not just because of us, but Nashville Fit Magazine, um, Inner Light Yoga, a lot of these new studios have come up that have that mindset. Um, And that's what I saw in New York and Portland was that everyone was involved in some kind of physical activity, whether it was rock climbing or yoga or running or whatever. Um, And that 
was a valued part of lifestyle. And we're starting to see that more and more here in Nashville. And I, I want to see that keep growing. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I, I totally agree with you. Like, especially growing up in the South, to me, it used to seem like it was kind of an all or nothing mentality. And yeah. there wasn't a place for people who weren't your traditional athlete and didn't have that traditional competitive mindset when they went to work out. Um, and I personally like work out just as much for my mental and mm-hmm. well-being and sanity as I do for physical well-being. And so um, I think it's really important to have these studios here that are spreading that message and um, really getting the word out there about yes, that. So. for sure. Anyways, well, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really enjoyed having you on the show and I can't wait to spread your message and your brand with all our listeners. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Please reach out to share your experiences with us by emailing newinnashvillepodcast at gmail.com. You can also sign up for our mailing list and access our social media at newinnashvillepodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, please review and subscribe on iTunes and refer our podcast to a friend today. Thank you again to Nashville Fit Magazine for sponsoring this week's program. Don't forget to pick up their latest issue at your local gym and to connect with them online at nashvillefitmagazine.com or on Instagram at nashvillefit. Thank you to Jared Anderson of Evergreen Productions for producing and engineering our podcast. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time. The music in this episode is provided by Carrie Ann Larson. She is a singer-songwriter who strives to write songs that people hear their own stories in. You can find her music, including her latest single, Fairweather Friend, on all digital platforms.